1: Morning, family. Good morning. Oh, it's good afternoon. That's right. I always come in the first service, so that's yeah. Thank you. Um, so I am Angela Consequeo. Actually, in Portuguese, you would say Conceição, okay? And you can get you can't get more Brazilian than Conceição, okay? So we kind of like gringolize it and say Concecchio, okay? And it sounds really fancy. Uh, so. I am going to read today's uh, Bible verse, and um, I just want it, let me just, no, it's not that, okay. All right, so it is Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, Um, so today's Theme and topic is when being sufficient isn't enough and I do need to share with you guys my family because I feel more at home close to my family so I need to show them okay to you all right so we have here my French family and yeah French um My brother went to France when he was 14 years old um, to play soccer, and we went to visit them in France, and they're awesome. My mom is the one in green, I have to mention her because she will be very mad if I don't. Uh, And I forgot it last, yeah, service, so I want to make sure I'm on point with that. Um, And then I have a picture with my dad um, this Father's Day. Yeah. And this is my, these you know, my in-laws, my husband right up there. And I do consider them family because they love me from the first day I came into that um, family. So I love my, you know, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Sometimes I think they love me more than they do Wagner. And... Um, I know it's not true, because I don't know. Uh, but that's how I feel sometimes, you know. They make me feel very special. And this is, you know, my little cell of church in my house. It's um, Wagner. He is um, my husband, my friend. Wagner is my leader, and I am happy to call him my leader, the leader of our household, because he is so loving. I can't, I can't. He's, He's awesome, and he's an introvert. So most people don't know much about who he really is, you know, because he will not, like... You know, um, and then I have to show him off because he is—he is awesome. He's great. He's—he uh, he plays um, the bass here at church, and um, he's—I'm telling you, that guy. Um, and we have Ethan. Uh, my baby boy and then Amy Joy um, she's gonna be our little star of our story today and she's amazing she has taught me so much in the 19 months you know she's lived that um let's I am very thankful to her because she's what brought me here today so um and am going to show you, I got to read this because I cannot miss any of the words that I wrote this part. Um, This is a never before seen take of how the whole life church staff strategically gets ready for the awesome things we see happening here. And this is from when I used to work here. And although there were some team player changes, I am pretty sure that not much has changed in how fancy we do things here in church. So you will see a very, very, just just, just watch it. Yes. <laughs> Very fancy, right? Very, very fancy. Um, It was from the church um, staff retreat two years ago. And um, the whole Life Church family probably will never know how much God used them to make me feel loved accepted and connected in a period of my life where I was reinventing myself in everything inside of me as a mom, as a friend, and as a woman. And during my pregnancy, thank you so much, Whole Life Church, staff, and family. Um, I used to work here as the executive assistant for a year, and oh my goodness, you guys have no idea. You know when you work for a place... You don't want to see people on Saturday or meet them at the mall, things like that. Well, it doesn't happen here, okay? Because I wanted to come to church on Saturday because I knew what this is really about. So, it, as you know, I'm not the executive assistant anymore and I miss it every day because I, I miss seeing them, you know, and... It's got to be said. So let's give a round of applause to our church staff, okay? Because they're awesome. They are. And I've committed to sharing what God has been working with me on, and it is going to be a raw conversation, and I feel like it's okay because I'm with my family right here. And um, these conversations I've had with Wagner and with very few people. Um, well, the topic of our sermon talk conversation i don't know um, is when being sufficient isn't enough but what is what what is that let's understand a little bit more about what being sufficient is well the dictionary says that it's enough to meet the needs of a situation or a proposed end nothing wrong with that right that's what we look for you no know, to being being in a sufficient condition qualified resourceful the ability to find a way around obstacles and create or find solutions. Reliable, the ability to show up and follow through when expected. And resilient, the ability to bounce back when things do not go your way or as planned. Well, um, I did not realize I had a problem with self-sufficiency until I had Amy Joy. But I just wanted to explain where this came from because usually self-sufficient folks don't boast, you know, or not like saying to everyone that they're self-sufficient, you know, uh, because it can show itself in many different ways. Well, I built this um, characteristic. I am I came to the U.S. when I was 12 years old, okay? I am original. I was born in Rio de Janeiro, am not a carioca because if you tell someone that you're born in Angra dos Reis, which is a town this big in Rio, um, that you're carioca, they're like, you're not, because you were not born, you know, like capital so i am from rio but was born in angra okay so gotta get that straight because you know um so when i came here i was 12 years old when you are an immigrant home will never be home anywhere else okay because Brazil is not really my home anymore because I've been living here for a really long time, but I wasn't born here either. So you have to develop a sense of self-sufficiency because you got to be strong. And when you're 12 years old and um, you are afraid of getting a detention, because here's the thing, when you're like a good kid, you do one thing wrong, they will see it. OK, and uh, and that's what happened to me. OK, I wanted to be cool, fit in. So I got a rubber band and they were all doing it, you guys. They were all, everyone was doing it. The moment I just threw that, you know, rubber band with that piece of paper, it went straight to the teacher's face. And um, and then the first thing that came to my mind, she looked at me with those eyes and she's like, not you, Angie, not you. I can't believe it. And then I thought, okay, we're going to be deported because they're going to call immigration. (laughs) They're going to call immigration right now. And my dad, my dad will never forgive me for that, okay? I am a bad child. I failed because I was so proud of being a good kid. Not just proud, but I felt like I had to be a good kid because... It's not, it's not home, you know, it's not home. They don't really know where you're coming from. They don't know you eat rice and beans every day for dinner. They be thinking you eat mac and cheese and you don't even know what that is, okay? Yeah, isn't that true? Yeah, it's true. So you like, you come with these topics that people are like, weird. Okay, um, so you try to fit in, you know, and I remember I felt like a failure at that time, and um, not, and I didn't want to complain to my parents. Did not get a detention, okay? Um, I guess you know, it was good. It wasn't that bad, but not wanting to complain or trying to fit in, I developed a toxic sense of self-reliance and uh, self-dependency. because we, I had to survive, you know, in that environment. And it is so hard for a kid. <laughs> it is so hard to fit in. Um, I remember it was so tough for me. So I just relied on myself. You know, because I couldn't, people couldn't relate to what I I was feeling. My parents were just trying to know meat ends meet and um, trying to give us a good education and I better be thankful for it. And I was, I really was, but I was self-sufficient, okay? I developed that sense. and. Self-sufficiency is a defense mechanism that people use to protect themselves from the fear of being abandoned or rejected. It can be hidden in statements like, oh, I got it under control, let me do it. No one does it like me, and self-sufficient individuals aren't necessarily, like I said before, proud people. Or do they boast of being independent? You just sometimes deal with it without wanting anyone to give their input. Because for a period of your life, you had to get through on your own. And you kind of get used to taking care of things by yourself. Okay? And um, so that happened to me. And when, and I, and then I had Ethan, you know, my firstborn. I love being a mom. I loved it. And I was so proud that, you know, we clicked right off the bat and I felt like the mom feelings and like, I mean, I'm good at this. You know, I'm really good at that. And I had my friends tell me that how good of a mom I was. So there you go. Sense of worth, you know, sense of, I got this under control and I'm good at that, you know, and uh, it was not when I had, I found out I was pregnant with Amy Joy, had started here in church, like for probably like a month, two months after I started here. I remember the first news I gave Ken was, Ken, I'm pregnant, and he's like, that's awesome, and um But I remember the first feeling, the first thought I had when I found out I was pregnant with my second child was, I'm taking away time from Ethan. And that very thought crushed me because I felt I failed again as a mom because I was not feeling all that love, all that joy about being a mom. And it was so scary to me because I understood myself as a person as being reliable, loving, caring. You know, my kids can rely on me. And I felt like, I felt numb. I don't know if you guys ever felt that way. And you know, I'm saying, sometimes I say we, but I don't even know if you guys go through that. I did, I know. But um, I felt numb where I should have been feeling happy and excited about all of that. And I couldn't forgive myself for that. And that is when I came to the realization that throughout my whole life, with that sense of, you um, Having to rely on myself, I relied on my ability to generate love, to generate acceptance, to generate all the good stuff. And down deep, I thought it was really me generating all of that. And when I couldn't do it, I was like, God, what is going on? And I hit it so badly that not even Wagner knew about it. Because I was so embarrassed to not feel what I was supposed to be feeling in that moment. And God started talking to me, you know, about that. And um, let me just go back here. The reality... Oh, and in the Bible, don't we have some Bible characters that fell short of a few things? They were really confident they were. You know, Peter... Was like, Jesus, we are tight. We're going till the end. There ain't no going back, right? And Jesus was like, Yeah, Peter, you have no idea of the roads your heart can take you into. You have no idea. And the moment that he let Jesus down, it was probably that same moment, you know, the same feeling of, How come I didn't show up to what I was expected to? and uh what about Martha right Martha resourceful Martha yeah Mary's sister she was probably the one that would always say I got this covered I'm the cook nobody can clean it like this lady right here and then would end up at the end of the dinner feeling overwhelmed the problem with self-sufficiency is that we don't we don't realize that we are in that position until that aha moment where you can't generate whatever you thought you were able to generate. And that's when it was a wake-up call for me. We will fall short at some point. We will run out of good intentions sometimes. And does that is that where our sense of worth is? There is nothing wrong with being reliable. There's nothing wrong with being resilient, resourceful. But the problem is that all those R's I just mentioned, the problem is thinking that we're the ones that can generate that and make it our trophy. And where our sense of worth is, and where the sense of other people's worth is. It was an eye-opening moment for me because I could not I understood myself as being that person, you know, the mom and 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 I didn't see myself anymore. And God spoke to me and He said, I love you. I am good. You are not good because you can do whatever you can do. But you, you are loved, period, okay? And you, I am good. So whenever we have those feelings of we're falling short of whatever it is that we're expected to be, as parents, as... Professionals, you know, in the whatever field we're, we're, we're at, it is important for us to remember that when you, we feel out of, out of resources, out of reliability, when we fall short and we don't even know who it is, when we have that sense of numbness. It is a wake-up call to what God wants to remind us that he is the one. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or we think according to the power that works within us. And the good news is we have a church that intentionally wants to help us into a lifelong friendship with God. This conversation that I'm having with you, I had with, I remembered, two people in the Whole Life Church. I forgot our conversation, uh, Ellie. I spoke with Carla Monier about this, and I spoke to Ellie Pomianoski. And if it had not been them to listen to me and like, hey, it's, it's okay, It's okay to fall short sometimes. You know, you're still loved. I would probably not have come to the realization that it was actually God telling me that. So please, if you come out of this, you know, Saturday with one reminder, you're not alone. This is a church that intentionally, we have Stephen's, you know, Stephen ministry. We have... And it is a safe place to open up. We do not have to go through our struggles alone. And that's why we have a church. And that's why we have people that intentionally want to do that. And that is so rare to find. So it's, it's just a reminder maybe, you know, for some people that are walking through things alone. You don't have to be alone alone. Um, and if you decide to do it, you know, alone, like not with a physical person, you know, with a person, God is there, okay? And he will listen and help us out of our humanity, okay? Because it is what it is. So we will fall short. Now, I'm going to do a little exercise with with you guys. Um. I am a uh, teacher, I am an ESL teacher, and I teach women online um, to speak English, Brazilian women. I work with women only online. And um, so we do a little exercise, OK? Some people do call it prayer. Um, and what it is, you're going to, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And you're just going to listen because sometimes we just need to listen, okay, to what God is talking to us. He definitely is talking to me about this. Don't try to put your, don't, don't, no inputs. Just listen and accept it, okay? And it's going to be also the lyrics of the song we're going to be singing in in a few minutes. And um, repetition is a strategy of learning, okay? So we're gonna just close your eyes and listen. I loved what Stanton did last Saturday with the song over, you know, going over the songs. Um, goes like this: Through your story is my fingerprint. In the valley, there is confidence. In the shadow, I will be your strength. One thing's for sure, I am your Lord. Yes, I am. I am through the chaos, I will be your joy. When you're finished, I have so much more. In the waiting child, I am the open door. Stand still. And no, I am your Lord. There will be times when you're up and times when you're down. That's life. I'm never too far. Just look around and you'll find me. Just look around church. You'll find me through those eyes. I am good. I'm by your side. I have arms open wide. You are loved. Oh, I am good. You are loved. Oh, yes, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. What was and is, is covered. By the one who was and who is, you're covered by my love. What was and is is covered by the one who was and is, you're covered. I am good. I am good. You are loved. There will be times when you're up and times when you're down. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I'm never too far. Just look around and you will find me. I'm by your side. I have eyes, arms open wide. I am good. You are loved. I am good. You are loved. I am good. I'm going to repeat it. You are loved. So no matter what comes or goes, one thing that you must know is that I am good and you are loved. You are loved. Yes, you are. You're still loved by me. No matter where we are in our walk with God, if we feel like our own sense of self has been taken from us because of our own choices, or even if you feel super confident or you feel numb, God wants us to understand and live the blessing of being taken care of by a God that is sufficient because being sufficient is not enough. He wants more. He wants us to live abundantly more than what we think or what we ask. Therefore, we need to give God that part of us that wants to take care of everything because after we do that, we do live the abundant life that he planned us to
0: have hi this is randy mcgray podcast producer and host here at whole life church loving people into a lifelong friendship with god is our mission at the whole life church and our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit now that you've heard the message for this week don't forget to check out the whole life takeaways for this message Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407 965 1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, whole slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.